Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. This is this is the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show featuring Jacob Dunn featuring Bradley Kilgore back again. It's week four, people, and uh, we're trying to help you win your league. Uh, that's first and foremost. We're giving out our secrets, even if you're playing in our league and you're catching uh, the waiver before we are um, <laughs> at this point. You know, you you can strike some luck. Uh, you can get a guy uh, that, that could go for for the whole season. Um, you might have picked somebody up that was benefiting off injury, and now you are you got a hole because uh, the starter came back. So, with you know, it's so much flexibility in this uh, fantasy basketball season, and we're just trying to plug and, and pick your way to get yourself in the playoffs. You get yourself in the playoffs, you got a chance any given Sunday. Um, and we saw last year how many injuries not only affected the playoffs, but your fantasy seasons. So, um, as I mentioned, at Ain't Done Yet, Jacob Dunn, how are you doing today? Doing well, brother. Another week without our boys Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. But at least we are here to help you guys. Whoever is stashing those players, we are here to help you stream. We are here to help you add some players who can who can steer your fantasy team without those guys until hopefully they come back. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, I'm great. It's great to be on here with you fellas. And it's not affecting the 76ers too much as they are leading the Eastern Conference at seven right. and two. Tyrese Maxey isn't isn't yep. isn't mad at this as he is a must own in any league, any format that you have. They, uh, they don't look no, good though. I will say that they don't look good, even though they've been winning. What's the what's your take on uh, what they don't look good at? Uh, there's just not much offense. They don't they don't move without the ball. The offense is essentially just Embiid go to work and Seth Curry please hit your threes. And then if that doesn't work, they lose. Like it's just not. I don't think it's a sustainable offense. I think they need Ben Simmons to come back to kind of provide that defense. They need him to come back to provide a floor general, somebody who goes downhill. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. My fantasy team would love if Ben Simmons would just come yeah. back already. I'll say that right now. I, too, I agree with you. The Sixers look kind of like dysfunctional right now, especially with Tobias Harris out on, you know, COVID. on the COVID mm-hmm. protocols. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, let's just get the Sixers in full strength because they're so much fun to watch when they are. Uh, they are. And, and the other team that we, we had just mentioned was the Nets. And they are. Um, I mean, I, I, I would say that the Kyrie being out has affected them. A lot more. Yeah. Um, I cut him in one of my leagues because I couldn't put him in my injury reserve. He got scooped right away. And then the following day, they say that they might change some rules around for him to start playing. But that's still a January at at, at best, which is still you're you're cuffing a guy. He's on the back of your end of your bench. If we're talking about a Yahoo league where you can't put him on your injury reserve. Um, it's a tough call. I I got him. I think in my fifth round draft pick with uh, with John Moran look, sitting there, and um, you know it, it's gonna haunt me all season. Um, I still have him in ESPN because he is you know IL eligible. So you know we'll see how that affects. Uh, Nick Claxton is out. Um, I mean we might as well just get into these injuries and see you know exactly what is um, looming this week. how this affects your lineups, how this affects your pickups, how this affects your streams. Um, 
first mentioned, and then I'm going to go around and see, you know, if you have eyes on on players, who does this affect? Um, Kevin Love, Lori Markinen of the Cavs on health and safety protocols. If you're a, a Jared Allen owner, if you're an Evan Mobley owner, um, you're happy about this. Kit, Chris Middleton got COVID as well as uh, we mentioned Tobi Tobias Harris to, you know, almost perennial all-stars to, you know, two top tier uh, fantasy guys um, that opens holes. Uh, Yaka Pertle has been starting uh, center for uh, the Spurs for, you know, the past two years. Bertans is week to week. Um, as he looks uh, a lot better than last year, uh, even though he's still not like, you know, fantasy own eligible. Um, and then Rui's still out on per, uh, personals. Any um, injuries of note, any guys you're looking at or any anybody, you th any thoughts based on this slide of the injuries? Let's start with Brad. Yeah, so one guy that I think has performed well in terms of fantasy um, while the person ahead of him has been out um, is Georges Niang. Um, he's somebody that's gotten above 30 minutes for the last three games, and he gave us 21, 18, and 14 points, seven, three, and five boards, two, one, and five assists, and two steals over those three games. Um, he really, he kind of, he has no conscience with the three-point shooting, so he can also get you three points if you're in the category league. Um, he, he was four for eight his last game. Um the majority of shots he's going to take are going to be threes in this offense. But he's the kind of guy where, you know, if you're if you're worried that Tobias Harris comes Tobias Harris comes back and then he, you know, drifts back into the bench, that's true, but because he plays that tweener like 3 4 5 role when Embiid is out and Drummond comes in, Nyang also gets put into those lineups. So he's somebody that I think you can pick up now. And you can consistently see 20 to to 25 minutes from him going forward because I think he provides that shooting element that they don't really have. And he can also play defense and guard uh, front court players. So um, he's a guy that I've had my eye on. Yeah, he's definitely uh, a good, a solid scorer. He plays very well uh, hand in hand with uh, Joel Embiid. Um, Matisse Thibel is, you know, the rising um, young star for, for the 76ers still hasn't found his offensive groove and he still provides um, winning on, on the defensive end. So um, George Niang in the time with uh, Tobias Harris out, he is a solid on. He's going to get you a, a, a bunch of threes. Um, he, he might get you some rebound, but he's not going to give you too much outside of that. But he's definitely a player to stream. If this is Saturday, if you watch this show before the Saturday game start, he's a good uh, pickup for today. And then, you know, maybe you can drop him next week. But definitely he's a really good filler spot. Keep right him. Now. Keep him. I'm telling you, he's going to get 20. He's going to get at least 20 minutes a game for you. He's a guy that you can, you know, when you get those surprise outs where like, you know, Embiid is going to rest or something like that and you weren't expecting it. He's a guy you can plug in and expect to get a little extra from him. So I, I like him a lot. And he plays well with, with Drummond as well. And um, he's yeah. getting 30 minutes right now with the with Tob Tobias Harris being out. So he's a guy that waiver pickup for this week. Jacob, any uh, takeaways from our injury list right here? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the 76ers there and go with Shake Milton. Um, he hey. actually drew mm -hmm. he he drew the start last week. Um, and he finally played over 20 minutes. Like they have been holding him back just because of his injury to just 18 to 20 minutes but he finally he finally got um a lot of minutes last game because they need him uh and he more than 
delivered with 16 points. Um, he also got eight rebounds, five assists, and two steals. Uh, and he played around 28 minutes. And you can expect that for as long as Tobias Harris is out. And Shake Milton is available in a ton of leagues. Uh, you know, 19% owned in Yahoo. George's Niang, 33% in Yahoo. Right now, I'm looking at my Yahoo. They are both available, and they both are uh, in the top three of ads this week. And he's 6% rostered in ESPN. Well, let's go. Yeah, man. Pick up shake. Uh, you know, he was, he was actually in competition with Tyrese Maxey to be the starting point guard before he got hurt right before the season yeah. started. So the yeah. Sixers value shake highly. Uh, so even when Tobias comes back, I think that shake is still going to get those minutes off the bench. Yeah, and he's a streaky uh, contributor. And when he, Do you when worry he sees that the ball ben going to come back? Uh, I am a little bit worried if Ben does come back, but I can't really count on Ben coming back. I mean, he's not nah, mentally ready, yeah. but the 76ers are continuing to find Ben Simmons. I think he yeah. was just fine, like $360,000. So they just started that back. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like Ben Simmons is going to get mentally there pretty soon with his wallet uh, lightning. Uh, you know, we'll see. CJ's going bananas to start the season. I don't know if that helps or makes influences the Sixers to want to pull that trigger. But we all, I think anybody in the basketball world, we want to see this change. I mean, we we it's a shame to not see Ben Simmons play basketball. It's a shame not to see Kyrie Irving play basketball. It's even a shame not to see John Wall play. Like that's like this is this is sad. Like watching these guys, it's like Deshaun Watson in the NFL. It's like yeah, like. Okay, like he's a great player, but like, man, and he's made some mistakes, but we want to, we, you know, you want to see the top tier talent. You know what? The, um, the Kyrie thing is interesting because I made the bet to myself that, you know, Eric Adams would win mayor and he would repeal the the vaccine mandate because he kind of, he's been on that platform of, you know, getting people to have their own autonomy and all this kind of stuff. And I thought that Kyrie was also betting on that, but I -hmm. saw just yesterday that he said he wouldn't change the mandate. So I, I don't know what Kyrie's going to do now. I don't know if that changes things, and now I should just expect him to be out the whole season. I don't know if I should mm. expect him to just get the shot and play. I don't know what he's going to do. I think everything has almost gotten murkier with time instead of yeah you know making more sense. What I don't expect is a trade. I don't see him getting traded, no. I, especially no. with him like being such a wild card and already saying like I'm not gonna play for for nobody else. Like especially when you're in yeah. a situation when you're you're basically playing on the best team in, in the NBA. Um, yeah, and they they need so, him too. Right. So more they definitely they absolutely do, um, especially with James Harden having a very sluggish uh, start of the season. I, I don't not getting those saw, fouls. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but like nope. play it play in the backcourt. Uh, where he just like gave up and um, let the other team just steal and get a layup. That was just yeah. it was it was slightly embarrassing. I mean, he's still get producing on rebounds and assists, but like he's definitely not him himself right now. Um, Nick Claxton is out just a part two of our injuries uh, out at least two weeks. So uh, I know that Lamarcus Aldridge has been been scoring a lot of buckets. So he's a you know he might not give you that every night because him coming off back to backs. He's 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 older, but. You know, he's still a force in the post. He's still you give him the the ball in the post. He's low block. He's going to get you bucket or even in the mid post. Like right. he 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 still knows how to score with the best of them. So and I think he just entered that, you know, 10,000 point club. So, you know, shout out to uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and, and especially with Nick Claxton out. You might want to give him a look or Blake Griffin. 
PJ Washington's out with an elbow. We told you to drop him last week, and yep. you know, and uh, forecasting our player of the uh, player of the week performance. Uh, we got Miles Bridges just going insane. So we'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about him. Jalen Brown with the hamstring. Hamstrings are something not to play with. If you're a Jason Tatum owner, you're you know you're very happy on this. Brogdon's out again with a sickness. He's just having an unlucky, um, injury prone start of the season, as well as LeBron James of the abdomen missing a week, and now this is. You know, you roll an ankle, you miss a week. Now you miss an abdomen. The Lakers are bad without him, frankly. Like when mm-hmm. they when they have him, they look like a legit, really good team. And I don't and think with, that. And without LeBron James, I they I mean they they lost to OKC twice. But they're blowing. Him, right? But they're blowing leads. Like they they blew a nineteen point lead to to the worst to, team in the uh, NBA. Yeah, and then they also blew a lead to OKC. I think this is more you know coaching and them figuring out the rosters they need to close out games as opposed to their bad. They're not bad. No, I'm saying they're bad without LeBron James. I'm saying even with LeBron, like without LeBron, they're they're blowing teams out still, and then they're just losing the games because they're not finishing. I think that's a coaching thing. I think they'll fix that. I think they're just completely built around him, and without like a, a failing Horton Tucker that could provide some of what LeBron gives with playmaking. Like I just don't see. I don't know. I just don't see yeah, the. the I just don't see the makeup is there. That's interesting. I, I disagree, but I, I respect that you're the you're the resident Lakers fan. I, I mean, I I guess so. And when we when we talk about our waiver pickups, my guy that I, that I picked up and should be owned in all leagues. Um, for before we go to the games, I just oh, want to yeah. give him a shout out since we're on the Lakers topic. Um, I I stole him off a of, you know maybe I give him two good two games. I know he's hot shooting the three, but he's a must own. He's just he he's he's in the top mm-hmm. five and in, in three pointers made and he's shooting over fifty percent. He's just a lights out catch and shoot player and the fact that he's just, to, he should be starting, man. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure he'll he'll probably get some starting uh, some starts this week, right? Without LeBron in in the mix, um, I think he started a game. He's been getting this year, right? Yeah, he's been getting starters minutes regardless, but I'd like right. to see him in the yeah. lineup. Yeah, so he's seventy five percent on twenty two last week, so it's going to be hard for you to uh, scoop him up. Um, before we get into our other waivers discussion, we're going to talk about games. It's important to keep your eye on, on games. Go ahead, Brad, if you want to um, tag him before we say one, one more Laker I think you could pick up, uh, Wayne Ellington. He got his first minutes from being hurt. Um, he only got nine minutes, but he gave you three points, two rebounds, and, a, and an assist. I think it's more likely that Wayne Ellington gets those Malik Monk minutes okay. in the future. So I, I think he's a He's a he's a potential pickup. He's rostered in less than one percent of leagues, but he might he might make some waves soon. Yeah, you might want to hit All that star. Pointer. Yes, and you might want to hit that star. Watch him a little bit. Uh, Wayne Ellington yeah. uh, last year for Detroit had like a two week span where he, he was making five threes a game at least. Right. So yep. uh, when he sees the ball go in the hole, he's got it. You want to you want to roster to try to win three pointers made for that week. Now games to watch teams with four. Uh, if you got bubble players like the like the Niangs of the world, uh, or some people say Rossum, look, Niang plays four games next week. So Hawks, Nets, Hornets, Bulls, Nuggets, uh, like Amante Morris that we're about to mention, Lakers, Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks, Clippers, T-Wolves, Pelicans, 76ers, Suns, and Blazers. Sometimes it's just about, hey, my team is playing more games than yours is. So yeah. that's uh, when you right. think about pack, uh, pickups and you're, you know, you're, thinking about a guy for the Cavaliers uh, because their big men, a back of big men are out. Uh, and then you're thinking about teams that play with four that might, that might sway your decisions. So uh, teams with three Celtics, Cavs, Mavs, Nuggets, Rockets, Pacers, Knicks, Thunder. 
king spurs raptors jazz and then oh no there's two teams with only two games <laughs> including your wizards and the magic and when you have a, a backcourt of cole anthony and jalen suggs in one of your leagues this makes you cringe a little bit <laughs> franz wagner too you know you know he's yeah, been coming yeah, on he's having a nice year yeah, yeah he had a, a game of 28 after he had been featured two weeks in a row i'm telling us to pick pick him up he had a, yep. had a game of 28 but he had his first uh single digit game as well and his that. brother's not getting any minutes man it's a cold game out there <laughs> he's getting a couple but you know yeah, he's not bit. he shouldn't get any minutes he's, that's funny <laughs> Poor, poor older brothers that their younger brother is better than them. Uh, Drew yeah. Timmy. I feel like better. that also. I feel like that always happens. The younger brothers get all the you the power because they get to watch the yeah. they get to watch the older ones make all the mistakes and sure. get the good training and all that. Shout yeah. out to the Ball brothers, right? Yeah. Yes. Shout out to the shout out to little brothers out there yeah. watching their brothers make all the mistakes and then reaping the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> all right, waiver talk. Uh, we mentioned uh, Mello. Other hot names, maybe in the top of the list. I definitely want to go around the horn on this one. Uh, Josh Hart just came back uh, off injuries, and obviously Zion's not playing. Uh, He was a solid rebound contributor, like almost out of nowhere last year. He gets you at least six a game. So you got 12 points, six rebounds, uh, two and a half assists, shooting a high field goal percentage. Uh, He's hitting 1.3 threes. Uh, He's definitely somebody that – I like in one of the hottest pickups for the week. What's your feelings on Josh Hart, Jacob? Yeah, man. Brandon Ingram is dealing with an injury that he says that he's going to be dealing with the whole year. It's just all about managing the pain, uh, which is not what you want to hear as an Ingram owner. Uh, but if you have Josh Hart, I mean, he's he's one of the only healthy bodies that can contribute fantasy stats uh, on the Pelicans right now. Like you said, Zion's out. Ingram's dealing with yeah. an injury. Uh, you know, he gives you those three and D stats, which is nice. Uh, you know, he doesn't totally wreck your field goal percentage either. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm looking to add him at the end of my bench in all 12 team plus leagues for sure. Right. I I agree completely. Everything that um that you said, I you know, he's one of those guys that's kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. Like he's not going to yeah. be the best three point shooter, the best rebounder, the best passer, but he can do yeah. all those things really, really well. Yeah. So whenever you have somebody that is dependent upon in a lineup that's out, he's going to be able to take on that role and really give you some some monster stats here and there. So um, he's a guy that you can absolutely roster if he's available in your league. Yeah, he got scooped up early in my league, and you see 22% uptick uh, from last week. And, I mean, you see that with a, with a guy that, that's hurt and then comes in, in later um, and also is benefiting off of uh, teammates being being hurt. So Josh Hart is one of the top pickups, if not the top. Um, I wanted to swing back to Jacob. Jacob, do you have a top pickup for this this week for the waivers? Um, You know, top pickup is tough. Like, I was, I was pounding the table for his V – Makuliuk, um, but oh look at you! I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce I think it. It's Makuliuk, but still. Uh, oh, oh, okay. You said it with such confidence. I'm going to go with you on that one. <laughs> Sometimes you just got it when you're not exactly sure. You just got to go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was pounding the table for him because over the previous three games before last night's dud, uh, he was averaging over 15 points. He was averaging like two threes. 
um, some steals on like 60% field goal shooting. He was killing it, but that was in the absence of Scotty Barnes and Scotty Barnes is now back. And we saw what he did with Scotty Barnes back. He only got like three points and two rebounds. Um, unfortunately he kind of foddered on, um, on the bench, but, uh, I think he's only, he, he is only rostered in like 9% of Yahoo league. So he could be a valuable part in deeper leagues on your bench because I remember watching him on the Pistons and on the Thunder before he got to Toronto. He's a good three-point shooter. He could be like oh, a yeah. Duncan Robinson light if he were to get yeah. 20 minutes a game, which I think he will get um, until Pascal Siakam comes back, which he should be back in a few weeks. But if you need that help in a deeper league with threes and possible steals, I would get Veal Makayuk. <laughs> uh a long look for sure and that's interesting i will and i just saw a uh, thibel got covid too uh so he i just he? i just saw so george's niang is a must Milton and george's niang like yeah. we said guys through the roof and so uh i i think that it's not um uh it's not a coincidence that kate cunningham comes back and then she goes him he, he clearly likes him but i i you want to keep it on that sadiq bay's kind of been been struggling a little bit since yes. kate is coming back and it's and that's weird because I thought he'd be perfect right. with with some with some K with some K Cunningham find the a like that. Maybe they just need like to build that chemistry. Sadiq, I think Sadiq, so too. I think Sadiq needs the ball in his hands, and he's not he he's not an off ball scorer. And I think K dominates the ball, so I think that's why he's struggling. I don't think it's a chemistry thing. I think it's just a oh. a skill set thing, to be honest. It's but, a bad fit. Yeah, I do. I hmm. do. But I like know, I, but, I don't know. I love Sadiq off the off the ball. I think he's a great. Uh, th- uh, Three and D off the ball, catch and shoot uh, type of player. He he has some some playmaking, but what's he shooting I mean, this I, year? I think, I think he's, that's his cash cow is uh, is three pointers. Last year he averaged two point five a game. This year it's it's down um, a little bit, but um, he did get you four four steals just yesterday. So he's still contributing. He's still a must own. He's definitely not someone that I would put on like a drop list. But yeah, he's. I mean, that's what it, that's what he's known. He's known for uh, for shooting the three ball. Mm-hmm. So um, I like I like some Sadiq Bay. I don't know that he's known for anything really. He's just got a. He's been on a garbage team and he's been able to get a lot of usage and he's he's done oh, well on. for himself. He's I think the he's talented. First team all not... rookie last year. Give him some cred. I think uh, you both have great points. I think you both you know like you're on the extreme of both sides. He does provide yeah. some threes. That's what we also, do around here. He's also on a wasteland team, so it's like. You know, he yeah. has a bunch of usage because his team is awful. But now, like, Cade's here. It's like, uh, what's going to happen now? Like, Bay's kind of Bay's kind of taking a step back. I really hope they do develop that chemistry. I hope Brad's wrong in that I hope I they can too. play together because I, I like watching. <laughs> but uh, I can see that happening, though, Brad. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be something worth watching on the Pistons for sure. All right. Um, other hot ads. Uh, I got a couple. Yeah, here's your boy. Oh, <laughs> there's my boy. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you speak on him, and then I'll I'll get to my my. I got two must ads. Okay, uh, I'll swing it right away. I won't. I won't take long in this. This Luke Kennard, uh, he's shooting guard, small forward, eligible, twenty six percent rostered. Um, I think what I like the most is that I think that Tyron Lou is finally getting some confidence in him. Um, he's on short lease. Last year, he would play 20 minutes on, on one game, and then and then five the next. So he's giving you 12 a game. He'll, he'll rebound a little bit at four, uh, but he's making three threes and getting a steal. So I, I put down at the bottom at least 28 minutes in the last four games, which 
you know, that's showing that the, your coach has confidence in you. And we know that they're the Clippers are just injury riddled and they just need someone to step up. Well, Kawhi Leonard basically probably out for the year. Yeah. Marcus Morris out. Um, another guy, his teammate, uh, Nick Batum, is probably the more favorable person to pick up. If I'm looking at two people on the Clippers, uh, I would definitely put Luke on the watch list. But Batum is definitely a guy at the top of my pickup this week. Um, he's hitting the three at three, three and a half a game, uh, a steal and a block, which that's what he used to be his cash cow, which is stocks. Um, when he was an elite uh, fantasy player, he had some good weeks. Uh, in, a, in last year, as he, you know, kind of found his career again after he fell off a cliff for the Hornets. So Nick Batum is a guy that um, I see and I recommend you add in a 12-team format. Brad, who's your who's one of your top pickups? All right. So one of them, uh, this guy is rostered in about 40% of leagues on ESPN, um, Malik Beasley. Uh, All right. The Timberwolves are, you know, to, to use Jacob's term, they're kind of a wasteland team right now. Um, yeah. You got Carl Anthony Towns. He's on Twitter liking things that say free cat. Um, I don't know if he is unhappy. I don't know if he's going to get traded if he wants out. But I know some crazy things could happen on that team. And if D'Angelo Russell's ankle doesn't heal up or he retweaks it, Malik Beasley is a guy that can just fill it up. He can get you buckets. He might get you the occasional assist or rebounds and steal. But he's there for points, and he's going to get him. And then my other guy, um, he's only rostered in eight and a half percent of of uh, ESPN leagues. Um, Jay Sean Tate, he is playing tremendous defense. I saw him the other day. Um, there was a a little thing on Twitter going around of a possession where LeBron tried to post him up, and he just he couldn't. He just couldn't. And uh, so that's the kind of uh, defensive optionality he provides. And then, you know, on the offensive side, you know, he's coming off a game, a couple games here where he got 35 and 34 minutes, uh, 20 points and 14 points, five boards and five boards, four assists and two assists. Um, he's on one of these teams where it's almost like an AAU showcase team where everybody's like 15 years old and you you can look at each one of them and say, oh, that guy's going to be great one day. You know, between Jalen Green, between Shangoon, between uh uh porter between tate like there's just a bunch of between wood you know there's just a bunch of talented guys on that roster where you don't know who's going to get the usage each night but you know they're all going to put up numbers that keep mm -hmm. them relevant so jay sean tate is a, a if he's available in your league and it looks like he probably is you got to snag him and he's a good fit uh with any of those lineups that you're going to throw out he's a guy to i think he's got a solid floor he's a guy that i own yes. multiple times that's a great, that's a great year, point coach cuz he's going to give you some rebounds he's going to give you some assists and he might sneak in one of those 20 point games that you exactly. just mentioned so he's a, he's a guy that you can roster and you won't feel bad that's a about great point he's a great him. floor player yeah yeah so, yeah takes yeah. a good call and i also like the beasley pickup as well because you know, he started in place of Russell and he shot the ball 18 times. Now, yeah. you know, he only made six of those shots. He actually took 16 three-pointers because they were getting blown <laughs> out by the Clippers. But, you know, the volume's there. And especially especially in points league where, like, field goal percentage doesn't matter, Beasley right. is a must-own right now. It's a great one Because well. of what you said, man. Cat, like, the Wolves tried hard to trade him before the season, but I'm sure they were asking, like, an astronomical price. Uh, so, you know, Beasley is... A nice ad right there, Brad. I like that. We had our boy on the the basketball pod a few weeks ago, and he's he's a a big uh, Timberwolves fan, and he wanted like three first round picks for Cat. So I <laughs> I don't like that's what the fans want. I don't know what the GMs want, but I, I agree. Like there might just be a big gulf between you know 
what he might actually go for and what the team that trades cap wants. And I, I, I wouldn't bet on it, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see a scenario in a few weeks where they shut cat down because they're trying to trade him. Ooh, that is not what fantasy managers want to hear, but I can definitely see that man. Oh, Something to keep God. an eye on is the yeah. two franchise players, him and um, yep. Anthony Edwards, and do, do do they do they get along great? Because in that blowout that um, Jacob had mentioned, uh, I, I saw that Cat and Beasley had a minus twenty six, twenty seven, and Anthony Edwards had yeah. a minus four. So yeah. it, something very close to that. So they weren't playing together, and their team was doing better with um, Anthony Edwards. Yes, that's only one game, um, but if if Malik Beasley is starting, he's since he's joined the Timberwolves, he's a twenty plus point uh, getter in high yeah. usage rate. So if he is starting there, any D low bang up, or if you see him getting those minutes, he is a solid contributor, and he's going to get you a lot of threes. So, yep. Shout out there. Uh, other pickups to gloss over. Uh, this is more of a watch. This is more of a watch guy. Uh, Anthony Simons ah. is uh, getting getting more love, and but he's still not playing a, a crazy amount of mi- minutes. But he is a fireball once he gets in. He's shooting. The, he's shooting a three, and I think Chauncey's giving him like, okay, you're my bench scorer uh, type of comment. He's plus sixteen uh, percent. This he's thirty percent rostered. He's been so efficient and confident, man. He's been a yeah, joy yes. to watch this year. Look yes. at that minutes per game. 23 in 23 minutes, you're getting 14 a game and, and 2.6 threes. Uh you get 43% from three. A couple assists. And we saw what he did in the dunk contest. He's he's a crazy athlete and he's just a kid. I don't even, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, if he's, he's just 22 years old. Okay. There yep. you go. I so, mean, you know, he somebody could be, watch. He could be uh, he could be a super solid six man for this Blazers team. He has confidence, like Brad said, uh, you know, and he has the best plus minus on the team. Uh, So I think what a gem of a snap. Blazers want that and need that. So I really like if they trade CJ or Dame, he instantly becomes a must own. 100%, man. And we saw CJ go down last year and Gary Trent became, Gary Jr. became a must own. So yes, and CJ is known to have some, some injuries. So, um, or maybe he's on a trading block. So like, yeah, definitely guy that I say maybe not must own right now, but somebody that's at the top of your watch list, and that's Anthony uh, Simons. Uh, we to- told you last week, pick up Grayson Allen. Dude, mm-hmm. he needs to be owned. He's he's sniping the ball at an elite level, and then now you got Middleton out, so he's going to get even a higher usage rate. This was last week's uh, uh, 27% roster. So he's there's more people uh, getting hip to Grayson Allen, but uh, he is he's a, he's basically a must own. Um Right now, for a tentative period of time, you remember when I had him in my uh, I had him in my most hated, yeah, most hated. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but you got to respect. You got to respect game, though. Like, yeah. All right, and the last guy that I think has a safe floor, since we were talking about uh, Jay Sean Tate, um, that's Monte Morris. Uh, He's going to get you some rebounds, Mm -hmm. some assists. Uh, Jacob, I'll let you lead the way on on Monte and whether you know people should consider um, owning him or not. I love Monte Morris. Like you said, like I want that safe floor at the end of my bench and he's starting and he's getting 25 to 30 minutes every game. Uh, you know, like he's going he's not going to wow you in any stat, but assists are rare, you know, and like he gets you, you know, like four to six assists a game, which is nice. Um, but also cool. look out a deeper ad on the Nuggets is Bones Highland. He's been playing a lot of minutes as well, uh, you know, and Coach Malone says that he wants 
he wants bones in the game more. So I don't think that Monte Morris uh, is going to stay around 28 to 30 minutes, uh, but he is the most experienced point guard in that, in, in that backcourt. So he's definitely, he definitely has a safe floor, but for those in very deep leagues, I would look at adding bones Highland um, as well. Uh, But yeah, man, if you're just looking for that safe floor, Morris is your guy. And he can play with Bones Highland because Bones he just puts it up whenever he's he on you know, he's yeah. on the court. Yeah. And then Monte, we know he can play with the ball, off the ball in college. He he led the he led the NCAA in assist to turnover ratio. He's just a smart, solid player and he can defend. Brad. Yeah. Poor Campazo, man. He had such a great year last year. And now yeah. he's just relegated to the third guard off the bench. Like that's that's a rough that's a rough position for him. Yeah, man. That 30 year old that thirty year old rookie, rookie last year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and he had a couple weeks, and he's very feisty. And he, um, the, the sad part is, like, because he can't play defense, he almost becomes, you know, irrelevant. Like right. he, he can he can play defense. It just depends on the guy because he is tiny, so he gets picked on as far as that's concerned. But right, like, he can guard some of this. If there's a small guy on the court, like he can, that's, he can definitely rock with him. That's but. a good distinction to make. He can play defense, but more so like playing lanes. Like he can't. Right. If if there's somebody that's gonna go at him, they're gonna score. Mm-hmm. Brad. Who is your top guy that you say drop, get rid of this this person right now? He should not be rostered. Um, I gotta be honest, man. I hate to do it because you know I, I drafted him with the hope that it would all work out, but it's just shaping up that it's not going to. And that's Kyrie Irving, man. I yep. There's no reason for him to be taking up a spot on my roster when you know the new mayor is saying, "Look, we're keeping these, we're keeping these uh, mandates." as they are and we think it's for the best of the public health of our of our state and that's what we're going to do and you know if that's the case Kyrie's pretty adamant that he's not going to get the vaccine and I, I got to take him at his word there I don't know that anything's changed um in that in that respect I think we just won't see Kyrie this year as as sad as that is I think that's just the reality and you gotta you gotta be real with yourself sometimes so you think we won't see him at all this whole year I, I don't want that to be the case, but if if what if I take a, a politician at his word, you know, and I, I and I take Kyrie at his word, there's no reason that we'd see them. I couldn't shame. agree more. I wrote a fantasy pros article um, about who not to draft, you know, and he was being taken in the top 25, top 30. And it's like, why do you want to deal with this headache all season? Why not just move to the next best available player and not yeah. have to worry and not have to stress, you know, like just get rid of that headache? Because like Kyrie, like you said, Brad, he's 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 very staunch on he's not, you know, he's not going to get the shot, you know, like right. I don't know if he'll have a change of heart, you know, like KD can't change his mind, James Harden can't change his mind, no one's gonna change his mind. Uh so right. why deal with that? I would drop him as well and not think twice. Who you got on top of your uh, drop list, uh, Jacob? So I got Nerlens Noel. And, you know, he broke out last year in terms of he actually played to his potential because Mitchell Robinson got hurt. And so he had to um, he had to pick up those extra minutes. He was the starting center. But now he's just relegated as a backup. He might get 18 to 20 minutes. He might get you those blocks. All right. So if you are in a deep league, hold on to him for that one to two blocks a game. Sure. But you know, if you are in a 12 team league, I would feel, I would feel great about dropping him because I don't think he's going to produce for you what you need um, at the end of your bench. So unless Mitchell Robinson gets hurt, 
Noel is a drop candidate for me. Interesting, because I I'm actually on the other end on Noel um, because he I mean he's just came back. He's only played two games this season, and mm-hmm. they're they're bumping him up. I haven't I'm not quite sold on Mitchell Robinson. He hasn't produced at the level that uh, I think the Knicks would want. And last game, Noel had 13 boards and three steals, and we know the type of threat he is for blocks. Um, also, end of the right. week, he plays today and tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm sorry. That's Whiteside. Whiteside plays today and tomorrow and could uh, win you over that block category. But I I like uh, Noel, especially in category leagues where he gets he gets steals. He, he obviously blocks per minute. He's in the top of the league, yeah. and, and he's rebounding. I think he's a guy to watch. Yeah, he does. He shot, he shot in four shots in the two games since he's come back, and he, he had 18 minutes in the first game, 24 in the next. But I think he's a guy that uh, – I don't know, at least is on the watch list. And maybe you could take a gamble and try to pick him up because we know that the power forward center position is probably the weakest when it comes to uh, fantasy. I got a question. I like for the both D stats. I'm just wondering, like, he's going to be a little bit inconsistent if he keeps coming off the bench, yes, which he will he be. But, but in deeper leagues, the D stats are great. So that's all I got to say. About question that. for both of you. Let's say you're the GM of a team. Uh, would you rather have Hassan Whiteside or Mitchell Robinson? I'd probably Same amount rather of have Mitchell Robinson. Um, I like his potential. I like um, I like what I've seen, you know, and Thibodeau uh, plays him a ton. But, like, I just like, you know, like Mitchell Robinson is 23 years old. Uh, right. Whiteside, we know what he is. Um, you yeah. know, he's 32 years old. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a scorer and he's a rebounder. He's a blocker. He's great. Um, I'm – I don't uh, – He's just, I don't know. I don't know. Take it away, James. Uh. I, so I think that for me, the well, reason why I got Mitchell Robinson, it, it is a, a, a pickle for when you think about Whiteside because of his production as far as the numbers are concerned. I, I honestly love this role now. He's like accepting backup and he comes in for Rudy and does similar it's things to Rudy. And it's just he like, is. hey, we get, you know, poor man's Rudy for whatever but minutes. He's better than that. Play. That's what kills me. Well, I think that's the character thing. That's the character thing that I get worried about. And yeah. That's why I, you know, you look at a player like Mitchell Robinson. You just mentioned he's twenty three, and maybe hasn't he hasn't reached his his ceiling or his potential that he could get. And that's why I would, I'd rather have uh, Mitchell Robinson. But I'm not. I'm also not sold on on Robinson, especially being like a starting center going forward. Maybe um, he, he could be played as the backup role that Whiteside's playing now or Drummond's playing now. Um, those centers are tough when you know you can't shoot the three at a high level. And How good is my guy Jumman Ben? <laughs> he's rolling. He's rolling, man. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing well. They need. They uh, might need to do twin towers with him, man. They might. They might need to start both Embiid and Jumman. My my drop candidate. We're in this. We're talking. About, we're talking big men in fantasy right now. Yeah. When it comes to triple play fantasy, and my big man is Stephen Adams. And Stephen hey, Adams started like the, the season hot, um, grabbing a lot of rebounds. But what worries me is uh, his inconsistency in minutes played. I think that when, when they like to see Triple J um, play the five position, and when he's playing well, um, I think that that's when you see Adams like kind of drop off the rotation completely. Last game he had twenty minutes. Um, yeah, he's averaging on the season like eight rebounds, but in that first three games, he had 14 rebounds, nine rebounds, and 16 rebounds. And since then, he's been single digits 
all the yeah. way. And he's not blocking shots like he used to. Nope. Um, I just dropped him in my ESPN league. Uh, and yeah, he's just not going to give you anything outside of, of those rebounds production. And you can't trust him in that rotation when you have a young Grizzlies team and a young star that they just paid a hundred million dollars to play in that same position. He's a better real player than he is a fantasy player. I, oh, I absolutely. Like but he's 75% rostered here in ESPN that I'm looking yeah. at. And like, I think yeah, that you have better it. options. I would even gamble on uh, Noel based on like, just like rolling the dice and see mm-hmm. how it goes. Especially if I've already committed to, okay, I'm going to cut this guy. Yeah, I mean, he's just averaging six, you know, like six points, six rebounds and half a block a game over the past week. That's not getting it done. That's not what a 75% rostered player should do for you. So yeah. I agree with this drop. All right. And I guess uh, to wrap things up, we mentioned this guy last week, but he has to go. Look yeah. at his face. Like, he, <laughs> look at his face. Like, there's something that I don't know what it is with this season, but he, you can see his percentage. He's shooting 33%. Chris Boucher, uh, yes. 20% from the three point line. Um, he, he played 10 minutes last game. Like, they, they've lost all confidence in him. And this is with yep. Pascal Siakam out. Uh, like, I'm so, like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's an anomaly because he was just he needs a new scenery. Like he, I guess so. Yeah, like I agree, Brad. He should be yeah. He, um, I I think like I'm more li- likely to bet on him reverting to the mean of his last year, which okay, you know, we saw the promise that he had, and yeah. he was getting minutes, and he was playing, you know, he was playing forward, he was playing center, he was he was doing shooting threes well, he was just doing so much well. He was seemed like the you know the quintessential. Toronto Raptors player where he just has all this talent and you know you can plug him in in so many different positions and you know see so much value for him but um if he's not going to play with you know Siakam not playing I uh, that says a lot to me it says they've lost faith in him just like you said coach and I think he's too talented to just fade into obscurity I think he needs a new place to be he's super talented man last year he averaged 13.6 points he averaged 6.7 rebounds, 1.9 blocks, and 1.1 assists in just 24 minutes a game. I mean, he was getting it done, ultra efficient. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's not getting minutes, like you guys said. And over the past week, he has four points, three and a half rebounds, half a block, nothing else. I mean, this the, this is just empty stat lines, no minutes. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned him last week as a drop, and it's even like push that drop button even harder this week. And the guy that yeah. I, I would just been on the ad list, uh, Precious Achua, he's he's also there too, even yep. though he's gotten eight rebounds, 10 rebounds, nine rebounds in the last three games. That's all he's getting you is, is rebounds. He was getting a lot more uh like just point points to begin the season and and they have uh, more they have more invested in him because he was in the Kyle Lowry trade. So like they're gonna give him his minutes, even if he's doing poorly. And Pascal, Pascal's coming back within the next two weeks. So yeah. um, Precious is on like the last wavelength, but you know he's still a lot more rosterable than Chris yeah. Boucher. Um, and now we're going to wrap things up with our player performances of the week. Let's get to talk about some stars that are actually playing. Outside. Not the guys that aren't playing like Kyrie and Ben, ben Simmons, but <laughs> players of the week, people that are, are going out of control. Um, Jacob. Who's your guy? Oh, man. I'm going with Miles Bridges, guys. Oh, my gosh. He had an incredible performance last game. Um, you know, he went for 32 points, nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, and two blocks in 38 minutes. Um, now, it was in a loss against 
the Warriors, but it wasn't his fault. He did all he could, man. This guy has been on a mission this year. He's top five right now. Uh, and, you know, like we are experiencing this breakout for the 23-year-old. Uh, and I love to see it. There was all this talk last year about how his brother's better. And maybe he's a little bit, uh, you know, Mikael Bridges. Maybe he's a little bit better on defense. But Miles Bridges just is just is just breaking out in front of our eyes. And, like, are they I brothers? I'm no pretty way. sure. No? You no don't know that? Way. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, I'm going to look at this up and fact check myself. Wow. Uh, and I always – I love the the brothers, like, synergy and all that. But... Yeah, let's see. Um, they are not related, so <laughs> Okay. I oh, my goodness. Fact check. you love and, how I jumped uh, in I with the, You didn't know that? And I was yeah, 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 yeah. There you go, Brad. <laughs> No, That's well, hilarious. this is a this is coming from a guy that thought that Davion Mitchell and Donovan <laughs> Mitchell were brothers. They have similar builds and um both that wore well, the same 45 number. Yeah. And I saw I saw him. I actually they mentioned it when it was the college. Um Donovan Mitchell was wearing his jersey and they're like talking about brothers, but I guess it was a joke. Then I said it on air and I got ripped up and I was like, oh, oh let me fall back. A little Shoot, bit. man. I might get ripped up here. Um you know, so I mean, you, like, so, but you're, you're, wait, but this is, this is interesting. This is a Brad type of discussion. Miles Bridges or Michael Bridges. Michael just got the 100 million. Bridges, uh, Miles just passed up on an, an extension that I don't think was going to reach quite he 100. He bet on himself. Who do you got? Uh, my, and then obviously, Miles Bridges' numbers right now 23 on the season, seven rebounds, three assists, hitting three threes a game, which he was a struggle <laughs> with outside shooting. Um, when he came into the league, he was just known as a very athletic guy that's going to catch you lobs. Brad, who you got between those two? Uh, it's it's Miles for me. Um, he can just do so much offensively. Mm -hmm. Um, where where you know, Mikel is an extremely great three and D guy because yes. the D is incredible. Um, the, that's going to get clipped up, but that's okay. Uh, he's he's a great player, but, um, you know, it's what Miles is doing this year has surpassed anything that I thought he was capable of. I was somebody who thought, you know, taking four through four and 60 would have been a great deal for him. And, you know, he could have a role on Charlotte where because they paid him that money, they'd give him consistent minutes. But now he's just played to himself a level where, you know, he'd be getting minutes on any team. He's, Right. He could shoot the three well. I I didn't see that coming. Um, he's a great rebounder inside, which I also didn't see coming. He's playing with so much confidence. I think Lamella's really opened things up for him because he's able to fly around. You know, he's. I'm just shocked at this uh, this evolution of Miles, and I, I think he's the front runner for most improved player. If you ask me, You'd love to see. Uh, I think he's there. I, I, it'd be hard with Ja the way he started off this season. Ja Morant averaged only 18 points a game last year, but I think that they're the two top tier guys. That's funny. I love this discussion. Um, I'm going on the other wavelength. I like Michael better. I don't think that the Suns make that run um, last year. They don't. They don't go to the NBA Finals without Michael. Take his yeah. his defense is incredible. It's, he's one of the best perimeter defenders. He's like he's got like a seven two instead of D. Yes, you should definitely always <laughs> go with the defense. I'm a PE teacher and I always say, "All right, <laughs> grab your basketball." I never say grab your. You know what I mean? Yep, you got it. Yep. Sometimes you just got to extend those words. Um, but yeah, I I, I like me some Michael Bridges. I think that uh, Miles is eating off of Lamelo's playmaking, and um, Michael is just a perfect yeah. role on his team he knows what he does he defends the best player on the on the other team and he can catch and shoot 
with the best of them. And that's a, that's the guy that I want. That's the type of guy that I think that can bring you to a championship. And he's a championship piece in a puzzle. And he's averaging, you know, 16 points a game this year. He's shooting 58% during the field. We know he can shoot the threes, hitting two a game, uh, four rebounds, an assist. So, uh, Miles Bridges, I love I love at the start of the season. I really like him as a player. I'll I'll go on the other end and I'll take uh Michael, but I love uh for argument's sake that we disagree on this one. I mean we'll see. Time will tell. Two really young players um with yep. really bright uh careers going forward. And I think that was a super blunder by Philadelphia for trading that pick. Yes. Uh a kid from Villanova is the perfect fit for uh mm-hmm. Joel and B, but oh well, they've made a lot of mistakes, including Jimmy Butler and I can go on and on and on. Uh, Brad, performance of the week. Who you got? Um, I'll tell you what. Clay Thompson needs to get his ass back because Jordan Poole is here, man. I, <laughs> cool, man. I, did, not, I did not pool know party. That he was going to be this, man. He's, he's doing 28 minutes a game, yep. 18 points a game, three three-points made per game, uh, two-and-a-half boards per game, three-and-a-half assists per game, one-and-a-half steals per game. Um, he's just somebody you can count on, and especially if you know if Steph is going to have, you know, a, a sprained ankle going forward and miss some time. Like I imagine, his usage is only going to go up. So, right. um, I, I've just been really impressed by Jordan Poole and really the confidence and the jump that a oh, lot nice. of these Warriors players yes. have taken over the past year from from him to Damian Lee to you know be elite to like whoever it is. Like everybody's playing with confidence. Everybody knows where they should be on that Warriors team. And it, it really shows um, the coaching job that, you know, Kerr and and really probably Draymond have done over the past year to just get everybody feeling that they belong. And I wasn't a Jordan Poole doubter, but I didn't think he was ever going to be this good. I know he's lighting up the G League last year and then he came yeah. in hot. And I'm like, man, I don't know if this is sustainable, but he's at, he's his stat yeah. line is just just like uh, Michael Bridges that I just mentioned. So in yep. his playmaking has improved year by year. He's 79% rostered in Yahoo. And on the season rank that I'm looking at based on my category league, he's 77 ranked player on the season. So um, that is a great, that's a great call. Jordan Paul, I was expecting more from Moses Moody this year. Um, I didn't know what I was going to get out of Kaminga, but who's um, yeah. getting those minutes? I mean, in, in, in Porter. So like um, it's hard to get in those rotations, those two high draft picks that the Warriors picked. Uh- I'll tell you what, uh, I'm glad you brought up Kaminga and um, uh, Moody because, you know, I thought that they were eventually just going to get traded for like, you know, a piece that can contribute now. But now that I'm seeing the leaps that Lee and Poole have made, I have confidence that they can develop those guys. So, you know what, I I hope they keep them and I hope I'd love to see what they become on a, on a Warriors team that, you know, doesn't need them to be superstars. The Jordan Poole call is fantastic. I mean, he followed up his 31-point performance last Wednesday with a 26-point performance on Friday. Like, he's just yeah. not letting up. Um, and I like what you said about Moses Moody and uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga. Um, I had this in my head. I can definitely see the Warriors trading those two, even though you don't want them to. Uh, right, I right. can see them trading those two and, like, a future pick for Carl Anthony Towns. What about that? I, you know what? I would yeah, do it. Wise, you have to throw in Wiseman. I would do course. it if I was Warriors, sure. but um, yeah, sure. you definitely have to throw in Wiseman. I would do it if I was the Warriors, but in fairness to Minnesota, I, I don't know that I'd do that. Like, because really? I'm not sure that Minnesota can develop their their young stars. You know, so I, that's a good point. I, me, I don't know. Give me Jordan Poole as well. Sorry, that's yeah. what yeah. I'm saying. Especially Carl Anthony Towns. I'm getting all I'm getting all of those guys, and then you still have 
I mean, you still have Otto Porter Jr., who obviously ain't the same player, but like you get Carl Anthony Towns, he's a difference maker and he can fit in with this team. That's, a, that's a very feasible trade, though. I like that, Jacob. I think so too. Thanks, All right, you heard it here first. Uh, ain't done yet. Um, we're, we're putting we're putting cat on the block going to the Warriors midseason. Um, uh, today is uh <laughs> wow, November 6, 2021. They become the they become the the uh the championship favorite, right? 100%. Play Steph Cat, yeah. Yeah, we would have to see yeah. how it would fit, and we'd see have to see what Clay looks like when he does right. come back. Right. Yeah. But that is, I mean, what, what they're second in the Western Conference is six yeah. and two, I think, right now, or maybe even seven and one. Because uh, you keep Draymond, like, you keep Andre Iguodala, <laughs> all the players that matter, you know, mm. in terms of rotations. I I don't know. That's that's really interesting. I want to see it happen. And um, in that Jordan pole, 26 points, 31 points. That's 13 total threes. Uh, he had four steals in one of those games. So, yeah, Jordan Poole is super duper flame throwing right now. Uh, my guy uh, this week, I like that. DeJounte that's Murray, um, Canada stand up, 18 a game <laughs> this year, eight rebounds, eight assists, 46 from the field. Even hitting the three at 36%. He's a very poor three-point shooter. Now he can shoot a little bit. That helps. 2.1 steals. We he was known for his defensive prowess coming into the league. And in his past uh, couple performances, 20 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, three steals against the Magic, 23, nine rebounds, eight assists, two steals against the Mavs, against Luca. Like he's a walking triple double. He was yeah. the guy to own. Um, as far as that Spurs team is concerned, if you saw what he was doing last year, he was he was rebounding a high clip, but he's just upticked all those uh, statistics, and he's the best player on the San Antonio Spurs. So yep. Dejounte Murray gets a shout out. Um, I kind of double dipped here, uh, and I, I'm going to let you guys talk about it too. But Rudy, Rudy Gobert needs a shout out. Stop disrespecting this guy's name. I'm, I'm serious. Um, three-time Depoy. This season, he's averaging uh, 15 points, 17. Yes, I didn't stutter. 17 rebounds, uh, 1.5 assists on shooting 74 from the field, two blocks, a steal. Um, he's had three games with 20-plus rebounds, again, and uh, including a, a past couple, 12 points, 20 rebounds, four blocks against the Spurs, and against Chicago at 17 points, 19 rebounds, three blocks. First time since 1992-1993 that a player has started the season with 13-plus rebounds in eight games. Um, and, you know, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal has critiqued Rudy Gobert, but he's done something that hasn't been done since Shaq since 92-93. So put some put some respect on Rudy Gobert's name. Well, there wasn't a respect on his name last year because he was, like, missing layups. Like, this dude... He's oh. he's made a he's made a jump from like missing layups as a seven footer to he's shooting seventy four percent now. So, you know, I I agree with you. Like he does need to have respect because it's clear he's improved offensively, and um the boards have always been there, but not at this clip. He's doing crazy things this year. Yeah. So um yeah, I think you're right. Rudy Gobert is always that like fantasy big man that I want to center my team around, <laughs> and you never get him right. But I never get him because he always too. goes too early. Yeah, man. Yeah. But but you know, like he's always taken in the high second round just because like his field goal percentage, his points, his rebounds, his blocks, those are all gold in nine cat leagues, you know. And I never get him, you know, you know, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, especially especially if you're punting free throws, because he 
He can't <laughs> shoot free throws that well, except in the second game, he went nine for 10, which is an anomaly, uh, you know, and then he just went three for seven last game. But, you know, he's he is definitely a fantasy big man that you want on your roster and center your team around because he'll help in he'll help more than he hurts because he only really hurts yeah. in free throw percentage. And I actually I have I run a commission a league that is a seven cat league uh, points rebounds assists steals blocks three pointers made um, and field goal percentage so it kind of simplifies it it's kind yeah. of made for like I guess the I guess the regular consumer Rudy Gobert is a, is a top fifteen a top ten top fifteen player in this league uh, because right. of his blocks because of his rebounds um because uh, the free throw percentage doesn't um, kill you as much even though he's, he's shooting over 60 this year he's making five a game so um he's improved a little bit as far as that is concerned um we saw in the playoffs he was he was drastically not good um but you know Utah Jazz has the best the record in the league and they had the best record in the league last year and they're all built around him and yeah that might not transfer into the playoffs Still gonna get necessarily bounced. but uh <laughs> right. you know I, we had i had to give a uh, grow bear a shout out especially with him uh, tying shaquille o'neal's record and you know shaquille o'neal's been on a record that just criticized him for you know him getting that contract at 200 million but hmm. you know shout out rudy gobert uh he, you know what he does, he's the best at it. He's the best rebounder in the league, and he's the best defensive interior force. So, Jacob, anything you want to plug on our way out? No, man. Just want to say, man, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Ain't Done Yet, and Done is spelled D-U-N-N-E. I always have some streamers for you every Tuesday and Thursday and Sunday um, if you guys need some streaming options for fantasy basketball. But uh, other than that, guys, good luck this week. And you can catch him on our start sit show for uh, fantasy football tomorrow. Him and D. Mindy tell you who, who who you should play, who you shouldn't play. It's a great watch. So tomorrow at eleven, that's Sunday, uh, November the seventh. Uh, Brad, anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, pretty much the same thing. You can catch me on uh, the foot the Triple Play Fantasy Football Podcast. I also write um, NBA and NFL content at FantraxHQ.com. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Be safe. Absolutely. And as we finish, we are a proud member of Fantasy Points now. So uh, oh, yeah. shout out our note. This is our first pod um, with, with Fantasy Points. And this is a big, it's a big, big deal for Triple Play Fantasy. Please tune in to the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast every week. For all things baseball, basketball, and football, we drop one of those pods each and every week. Our Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel. I mean, it's, it's booming. I, I got to be honest here. <laughs> this includes college basketball previews, super fantasy throws between the scenes, triple play fantasy football start shit show, sit show. Yeah, yeah Brad, you got your, your work cut out this week. Um, <laughs> the college basketball. I might leave that in there, actually. <laughs> We're a PG uh, pod. Uh, the, the college basketball preview from Coach's Corner, myself and Kevin have gained momentum. Gonzaga, UCLA, Duke, Memphis, uh, Kentucky's dropping this week. Check us out on Twitter and IG at Triple Fantasy. Shout out Fantrax. Of course, Fantasy Points I just mentioned. D Mindy, Doc, Little Cheesecake, Brass Adonis, Kev, Jacob, Marty, and Mag, and everyone on the Triple Play Fantasy team that keeps this engine running. We can't do it with the whole team. Like always, stay safe, continue to love the game of basketball like we do, and feel free to share with friends and hit that subscribe like button for the team.